Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Kiki and I'm back with another episode of Kiki's POV. We on episode 9 and today we're talking about motherhood, self-care, and of course, hashtag today's sickle. Today's title is balance. So topic one. So for, <clears throat> for those of you who didn't know about, who don't know about me, it's cool. The next episode is going to be a Q&A because I received quite a few requests. But for the sake of this episode's topic, it's important to know that I'm a mother of three. I have a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 4-year-old. So, I got a request asking me to discuss motherhood and how my parenting style has changed with each kid. So, here we go. Alright. So, I had my first daughter when I was 16. Needless to say, I was a baby having a baby. I knew everything there was to know about taking care of my siblings, but I had no clue to like like where to begin being a mother. So, I was still learning and growing as a teenager, never, never mind being somebody's parent. Now, I had an immense amount of help from my mother, and if it wasn't for my mother's love and support, who the hell knows where I would have been with a baby on my own. Now, you hear people say that their first child taught them about love at first sight, unconditional love, and honestly, it's true. Because before I had my first daughter, you know, I wasn't doing the best in school, if I even went, and I was in danger of not graduating. But when I realized that I was going to be somebody's mother, I knew that I had to, you know, get my shit together. So I didn't want my kid growing up. And, you know what I'm saying, taking the same path as me and, and thinking like, oh, well, you didn't graduate, why should I? You're not successful, you ain't got a room to speak. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I knew I had to put in the work to succeed and to be motivated to be my kid's, you know, role model. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, folks got to run around and have babies and all of that to be motivated to get on this shit. I'm just saying what happened to me at that point in my life. So my oldest... I spoiled her rotten. I held her all the time, even when she was asleep. I took her everywhere, bought her everything. I never said no. But then it got to a point where she was spoiled, like spoiled, like tantrums, like go create the whole nine, okay? And she was a good kid, but she was spoiled and entitled because she ain't never heard no. So when you see her no, that's foreign to her, you know what I'm saying? So it took time for me to have to reverse that damage. But she's 12 now. You know, she got a good head on her shoulder. And she's not so entitled, but she, you know what I'm saying? She always wants something like all kids do. Now, <clears throat> I had my second daughter when I was 19. So I took my experiences with my first daughter, okay, and I tried to make a little game plan for my second daughter. So I was like, all right, boom. So because I spoiled the first part around, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil her, okay? So, you know, I held, I held my second daughter, you know what I'm saying? But not too much, you know what I'm saying? Like I held her, played with her. But then I had to, you know, sit her down, give her some, some some alone time with herself. You feel me? So, like, and then when she would fall asleep, oh, as soon as you fall asleep, you laying down. I'm not going to hold on to you because with, with the first one, I held on to her. She hold the whole nap. She got, you know what I'm saying? It, it got to be too much. So, you know, I um I just learned to instill, like, a sort of independence in her early on. And um, she also, she gets whatever she wants, you know what I'm saying? But I, but I learned to give, I learned to give my kids the things that they want, but I also learned, like, the way to do it. Like, I learned that they need to be able to earn the stuff that they, that they want, because then it just, it makes them appreciate the value and, and the importance of it that much more, you know what I'm saying? So I can't just sit there and give them right, because then they're just going to think that they get whatever they want, but... You're not going to treat her with respect. You're not, well, I can get another one or, you know what I'm saying? Well, I got this one. I can get, I can get whatever I want. So this is not really that important. So I kind of had to instill in them that if you earn the things that you want, it, it just means that much more to you than it just being given to you. So that's, 
that's something that I learned just dealing with, with two girls. So my third kid and my only son, he was born when I was 24. Now, this is a child that made me have to reevaluate what I knew as a parent. Now, my son was the complete opposite of everything I experienced with my girls. Okay, he is a daredevil, but he got no sense of danger, okay? He's very clingy to me, and um, it's just, I just, with my girls, they pretty much, once they got to a certain age, they just left me alone, you know what I'm saying? They just, okay, bye, mom. My son, it's not like that. He got to go wherever I go. If I'm in the bathroom, I got to hold, I got to put the door open, you know what I'm saying? If I leave out the room, he he peeking around the corner trying to see where I'm at, where I'm going. If he hear keys jingle, he running to the door like, where you going, lady? If this boy see my wallet, he's like, oh, I don't know what you think this is, but um, if you're walking out the door, I better be getting dressed to go with you, like that type of thing. Okay, and he's demanding. Demanding, okay? And he's, he's very overactive. He's also autistic. Now, needless to say, I had to switch my parental approach to raising him because he's atypical. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never had to do so much research to figure out, you know, eating habits, uh, how to communicate, everyday routines, potty training, just just a lot of things. Because when it comes to, you know, your typical children, you expect certain milestones and, and things to happen just organically. So much so that, like, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just expect it to happen. So, you never... Like, think of, okay, well, what if it doesn't happen until it doesn't? So, like, it is different when your child with autism starts hitting those milestones that you weren't even sure that they would ever reach or even be able to progress to. So, you know what I'm saying? Those ones, like, like you kind of have to celebrate them just a little bit more. And I say that to say this, like, with... Each each of my children, you know, they bless me with a new, a new life skill or a new way uh, perspective of approaching parenting and just life. Like, they give me a new determination, a new motivation, a new outlook, and a better appreciation for where I am as opposed to, you know, where I've been and, of course, for where I'm going. So I hope that, you know, answers the question. And, um, again, I'll do a Q&A in the next episode so that you guys could get to know a little bit more about me because I know I just hopped up on your screen one day and was like, watch my podcast. You don't know me, but watch me anyway. So I've been getting a few messages, uh, quite a few, to, you know, ask me, like, when are you going to do a Q&A? And I honestly didn't. I never even thought about it because I'm like, don't nobody want to know, you know, ain't nobody that interested in me to want to know about, you know, about little, little me. But apparently, y'all do, so I'll oblige. So, jumping into topic two. So, I feel like our first topic definitely ties into the next topic. Topic two is self-care. So, as a mother, my mindset was always the only time that I shouldn't have my kids is if I'm going to work. That's always been my mindset. And um, I wouldn't I would go out or take time to myself because I always felt like my kids are just solely my responsibility and I shouldn't be putting them off on nobody else. And they are my responsibility. But we all know that parenting sometimes is difficult and overwhelming, and anyone who says it doesn't is a damn lie. You lying, okay? Tell the truth. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, because ain't nobody sitting here um, kumbaya and and just zen all day with, with kids, okay? They know they know how to push the right buttons to drive you crazy. And right now, so I'm just saying, like, you can be strong for so long that you won't be able to bring yourself to ask for help or ask for a little break. And no tea, no shade. Okay, because I'm not talking about the folks that never have their kids, that's always pointing them off on their grandma or their auntie or somebody, you know. I'm talking about the parents 
because and I, and I say parents not because y'all know y'all like oh the single moms no I'm talking about parents because the single fathers out here that's definitely doing a damn thing that's bearing around the parental um <clears throat> parental responsibility solely on their shoulders so you know we all inclusive up in here um I'm talking about the ones that don't clock in day on day day in and day out or the ones that's not sitting here you know those 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 the seasonal parents you know they come for the birthdays and the holidays or you know just the fair weather ones like oh I feel like taking care of my kids today so I'm gonna do that you know what I'm saying I, I want to see my babies today I ain't seen them in months but you know I want to see them today like them them type of parents that's who I'm talking about that's I mean that's not who I'm talking about okay I'm talking about the ones that's there whether it's convenient whether it's inconvenient whether it's happy whether it's sad whether it's stressful or peaceful whether it's good whether it's bad whether it's easy or hard okay whether you got money or you broke those these are the parents that I'm talking about these are the ones that need to stay here and be able to practice better self-care okay because I realize it's important for the parent and the kids for the parents to be able to take care of themselves because if the parents not okay mentally physically emotionally how can they provide the best care for their children being a parent is stressful and it's definitely rewarding at the same time and it's necessary you know to be able to take a step back and regroup and recoup so that you can be the best guardian to your minis it's not selfish to do something for yourself whether it be once a week or once a month depending on you know how big the thing is that you're trying to do i'm just saying that it's necessary because if we don't take care of ourselves Who's going to take care of our babies? You feel me? Because you already be knowing, like, when sometimes, y'all, you be having the people, some people that be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take the kids anytime. And you be like, yeah, okay, well, when you going to take them? Can you take them to Sunday? And they're like, oh, well, I got something to do. I got da 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 So if you are sitting here taking care of yourself, even if it's something just small, just once a day, you just take an hour to yourself or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Just being your zen, being your peace, just so you can be in the right state of mind to be able to you know give these kids exactly you know the the, the attention that they need and you know the homework or whatever the, the help that they need and just be able to be in the right mind space where you don't get annoyed because i y'all can sit here and pretend all you want to but my kids get on my damn nerves sometimes okay and i'm pretty sure that y'all kids get on y'all nerves too because i don't know y'all can sit here and be fake if y'all want to but everybody ain't got no little angels running around okay and especially especially the women with the boys okay with my girls i was i was chilling you know what i'm saying like i ain't really i ain't really had to sit here and and um have to move so differently but boys check on your friends with boys okay they not okay all right because these boys are crazy they crazy so, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, just make sure y'all start practicing self-care. It's not selfish, okay? It's necessary, all right? Because if you go crazy and they got to put your ass in um one of them little asylums or whatever, who's going to take care of your kids, okay? Because y'all already know, y'all ain't got that many friends that's going to sit here and really do right by you. They do them fair weather friends. And, you know what I'm saying, some folks ain't trying to do nothing unless they get a check. I'm just saying. So, y'all make sure y'all take care of yourself so y'all can take care of the minis. Now, we're going to jump right into, you already know what it is, hashtag today's sicko. So, today's sicko is some foolish ass female, I'm not going to call it, some bitch named Melissa Madeira, okay, she's 27. 
And in August 2019, she was charged by indictment with two counts of sex trafficking minors, one count each of distribution, receipt, and possession of child pornography. The charges stem from Madeira's trafficking of two children, a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old girl, from August until about October 2017. Madeira forced the girls to engage in commercial sex for her own financial gain and also plied the minors with drugs like ecstasy and cocaine to ensure their compliance. Sometimes the girls would not make it to school the following day because they had been given too many drugs the previous night. Madeira also obtained a sexually explicit image of one of the girls and used it in a commercial sex trafficking website, advertising the minor for commercial sex acts using locations in the quality in, like the Quality Inn in Wyoming. Oh, what the hell? Wyoming, Pennsylvania, in the Days and Klein's Motel and Roadway in Orland Reed in Pennsylvania. The defendant would rent two rooms at the hotel. One room was for the commercial sex acts with Madeira, and Madeira would act. Okay, I messed that up. Yeah, hold on. It says the defendant would rent two rooms at the hotel. One room was for the commercial sex acts, and Madeira would stay in the other after meeting the sex buyers and charging a fee of $200 per hour. After the 15-year-old's mother reported her missing to the Reed and Police Department in October 2017, Madeira confronted the girl and assaulted her, stating, This is what you get for being a rat. Sex trafficking is a serious problem in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, and are committed to, we are committed to rooting it out, said U.S. Attorney McSwing. Here, Madeira advertised children like objects to be sold online and gave them drugs so that they weren't in their right minds. This is a parent's worst nightmare. Predators come in many different forms. Make no mistake, Melissa Madeira fits that bill. She has now admitted to selling minors for sex, drugging them to maintain control of their minds and bodies. Such despicable treatment does serious lasting harm. The FBI is committed to finding and freeing trafficking victims and holding their tormentors accountable. So that this the the article I just read you guys is from the um the the Department of Justice website itself. So um y'all can go on there, y'all can find just a lot of sick people like all all these sickos. The most of the time this is where I I get you know the list from. So that if y'all want to do some research outside of what I'm giving you, you know what I'm saying, please do. I I I highly I strongly encourage it. So basically. This bitch Melissa had these two these two girls, fifteen year old and a seventeen year old, and she's sitting here drugging them with ecstasy and cocaine and selling them to these men in these damn these motels. Okay, charged two hundred dollars an hour. And then when when the mother of one of the girls reported her missing, she beat the little girl's ass and said, Oh, this is what you get for being a rat. What what will put you in your right mind to sit here and really think that it's okay to to sell these children and you putting them on websites and all of the shit? So I'm telling you, like it's not just dudes. It's not just dudes. It's not just you know a certain type of person. Like it, these fucking freaks come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. This bitch Melissa is, is 27 years old, and for some reason she thought it was a bright idea, and she thought that it was okay to be able to take two children. And use and use their bodies to make money. And then the only the fifteen year old mother reported her missing. I don't know what's going on with the seventeen year old's mother, but then the thing is, is that a lot of times they say here and they'll prey on these girls that's runaways or you know what I'm saying that's not living that's not having a good family life or even if they're already like in the foster system and stuff like that, they prey on these kids. And it's just ridiculous that this will happen. Now, they only call her in 2019. She been doing this. She been doing this since 2017. So, for literally two years, she was able to sit here and sell these girls off. 
and tra sex traffic these children because they are children. They are not adults. They're children. I don't care if the girl's 17. She's still a child. Okay? I don't care if she's 50. She's still a child. I'm so sick of tired of hearing this. Oh, they try to make it sound, they try to make it sound less than what it is. And they be like, oh, well, uh, minors. They're children. They're goddamn children. And she's sitting there filling them up with ecstasy and cocaine and drugging them. She could have killed them girls by giving them so much drugs just so she could sit here and control them so they can sit here and have sex with these disgusting ass men in these these hotels and mo these no, no hotels, motels and these inns. Like it's ridiculous. And that's what I'm saying. Y'all we gotta talk to our kids. We gotta sit here and make sure that we instill in our kids that they're loved, that they could tell us anything that we can, you know, we can help them. And then you have to be a supportive parent as well, because sometimes your kids are going to sit here straight off from you. And they're going to they gonna sit here and try to find somebody else they could talk to. And that person going to sit there and exploit their vulnerability and shit like this happens. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just always, I'm just going to keep. Every day that I do a podcast, I'm always going to sit here and I'm going to give y'all a hashtag today, sicko. Okay? I'm going to give y'all a story because the thing is, is that people don't really care unless it hits close to home. But y'all got to realize that at any point, these these children could be your own. A lot of these kids, they they kids, you feel me? So, like, the ones that's running away, like, you don't know what they had to face at home. They might not have parents that cared about them. Their parents might have been doing, you know, worse to them or the same things to them that this girl's trying to do, that this girl was doing to them. Like, these kids need to be loved and they need to be educated. The problem is, is that the, the fucking school system wants to sit here and teach little kids about masturbation and shit like that. When y'all should be teaching them that these that there's kids out here that's being trafficked and sold. Okay? Y'all want to sit here and teach these kids about worldly shit. This should be the shit that you teach them about. Okay? These sick ass people and how to avoid them. Not how to play with themselves. Fucking widows. Everything in this country is just fucking corrupt, and I'm just so sick and tired of it. Like, I'm sitting here, just, I just don't know. I just, like, everything, it just frustrates the hell out of me because I don't understand how you being a female can sit here and do this to two children. And then probably this Melissa Madeira bitch probably had the same thing happen to her. But the fact that if, let's say it did. Okay, and that is an excuse. None of the shit that she's doing, that makes it even worse. Because let's say this happened to her when she was a minor. Why the fuck would you sit there put in, and put somebody else through what you've been through? Knowing how it affected you. Knowing how it traumatized you. Because you're not going to sit here and say, well, I did it and I'm fine. That's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit all day. I just wish that something more could be done. With these fucking people. Because they do what they do. They get a little bit of time. A little slap on the wrist. And they get their ass back out. And they do it again. To a whole bunch of other kids. Like I'll never forget. The the, the the hashtag sickos. Or that whole goddamn family. Who sat here and tortured kids for 30 years. Before they finally got their asses locked up. What? The damage is done. Like I just. This world is just so goddamn sick. And it's ending itself. And. I don't know, like, I just feel like people are not, people are not caring enough. I mean, it's, I know there's only so much we can do just but to spread awareness and, and spread knowledge and stuff like that and resources, 
But I just feel like I just really wish there was so much more that we can do than just, you know, find out about it after the fact. Like, there's nothing preventing it. Like, yeah, yeah, they got they got freaking laws against child porn, but somehow it's still, it's still out there. Like, she just got, this Melissa bitch just got a charge for child porn because she was taking pictures of the girls and posting it online so that these dudes could come in and, and pay to have sex with them. And it's just like, yo... It's just it's just so freaking sad because I have daughters and for, for, for just and just because they're just kids in general. Like I just feel like kids should be kids for as long as they could be kids, so they could be able to sit here and enjoy life. Like I feel like nobody should be thrust into all the fucking terrors and trials and tribulations of being adult until it's time, and to sit there and, and still their innocence away at such an early age. And to, to put them through stuff like that at such an early age. Nobody should have to go through sexual assault, anything like that, in general, just period. And I just think that when you sit here and you have a child and you put them through something like that, it causes a whole different type of trauma because now they they end up lost in who they are. And I just... My heart just weeps. So... Today, guys, we got into, you know, different styles of parenting or motherhood or how it's changed, you know, through each kid. Um, We've got into, what did we get into? We got into self-care. And we got into to hashtag today's sicko. And, you know, how we did it all while baby sleeps, okay? Because he been, he been acting up the past few days. But my boy... He trying to redeem himself. So we did it all while the baby sleeps. And um, if y'all like this video, if y'all still here, okay, y'all made it this far. Like like the video if you liked it, okay. If y'all want to see more episodes of my podcast, make sure y'all subscribe and hit that bell so you know when it's dropping. And if y'all got any topics that y'all want to discuss, please feel free to drop it in the comments. Um, no topic is limitless here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you my POV, my point of view, my opinion. So don't take me for an expert. You know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking my piece from, you know, just my point of view. That's why it's called Kiki's POV. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in for episode nine. And um, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks, guys. <laughs>